What is up, Minnesota? Welcome to The People's Pitch, your favorite podcast about your favorite soccer team, Minneapolis City SC. My name is Nate. As always, I'm joined with my co-host by my co-host, John. Hello, everyone. Yes, and as always, The People's Pitch is sponsored by Summit, the official craft beer of The People's Pitch. Hey, give them some love. Grill time is here, my man. Uh, I grilled the hell out of some steaks this weekend, and uh, nothing feels better than presiding over that that fiery pit with like a spatula in one hand and a beer in the other. Right, and just yelling at kids. Yeah, so, you know. Don't get too close to the heat. <laughs> Whether it's your favorite seasonal or like, uh, you know, the Unchained series or just the core staples, man. I love me some Summit with my grilling. So right. get to summitbrewing.com because they have something for everyone. Just drinking one right now. I am. <laughs> uh, so, I'm back. Thanks, John, for holding holding it down for the underground last week. Yeah, you got it. Uh, hopefully, everyone enjoyed it. Um, oddly enough, it was the highest downloaded podcast. So I don't know if that was because it was me by myself, <laughs> or if uh, that, people just had that much disdain. That, for you, can't, or that they, can't be right. Or they were just so sad that they just kept downloading to hope that you'd come back every time they downloaded. <laughs> it's like on the fi- on the fifth listen, I appear like yeah. a like a secret haunting. Yeah, it's like if you play the Beatles record backwards. Exactly, you learn some shit. No, I was just uh, you know away. That's anyway, okay. welcome back. Thanks. Glad to have you back. Sorry I missed you. I missed it. I missed you. It was weird not to be here. <laughs> uh, so coming up today, we've got a quick recap of the weekend's University of Minnesota Spring Classic. Uh, as well as we're going to talk a little bit about a tri- the trip to Milwaukee. We want you to join yeah. us. Let's get in the car. And then, uh, John, you went to the, the Loons game. I did. I looned. So we'll, we'll recap that. And then let's talk about the college guys. They're coming back soon, man. And uh, that means that we're going to be talking to more and more of them. We've got a treat today. We've got not one, but two members of the 2016 team are going to be Skyping in to City HQ. Uh, we've got defenders Raheem Omar and our captain... Trey Bennard. So that'll be sweet. We're Skyping in. So, John, you went to the U of M Spring Classic this weekend? Yes. The, the U of M Spring Classic is a seven-a-side tournament put on by uh, the club team at University of Minnesota. The men's club team. We, don't wanna, we didn't play any ladies. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it was, um, we had two teams in, in the tournament basically made up of a mixture between Stegman City, Signees, Trialists, and – or, sorry, uh, <laughs> Stegman City players, along with um, our Minneapolis City trialists and a few signees in there. So um, we played against the University of Minnesota's men's club team, uh, Mankato State, and like, I, I, I don't even really remember the other the other teams. It didn't really matter because um, we kind of ran roughshod through them. We did we did well. Um, I mean, the only two teams I really remember was the first two I watched. Yeah. Uh, so we had a, the green team, which was captained by goalkeeper Matt Elder, finished the day uh, an impressive 3-0. and Yes. Uh, and then the black team, under the leadership of center back Aaron Olsen and center midfielder Ryan Camerata, who we had on, I believe, two weeks? Uh, last week? Last week, yeah, from, live from the did, training yeah. session when I had them on. Um, they went 2-1. and one, And then... What happened? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I, I was watching the I was watching the winning team. Oh. <laughs> um, but no, the uh, it was a great chance for the guys to get out and and kick a ball around and kind of have a little more fun playing with playing with each other versus the the rigors of trying to make the team mm-hmm. or being on you know being a trialist or playing up against like Shattuck or the DA or whoever. So um, or an undisclosed college team that wore maroon. Um, but so seven on seven, how does that 
how's it look on the field? Goalie? Uh, we did we did uh, two in the back, three across the middle. Okay. And then one up top. Yeah. And then with our with our goalkeeper. So, um, like I said, it was uh, it was a great opportunity for guys to kind of kind of kick the ball around and um, go out go out for beers afterwards and and kind of get to know each other more outside of. Uh, you know the the planned trainings and you know the coaching staff really wasn't there. They mm-hmm. kind of set everything and then got out of there. So it really was a chance for the guys, like I said, to, to get to know each other more. So bonding, bonding, team bonding through through winning and, and losing one. So important. Um, but the the thing about the the thing that we should mention is that uh, we'll have to wait for the Minneapolis City on Minneapolis City cage match in the final or semifinal because uh, it just absolutely pissed rain on us yesterday and lightning and thunder. So, oh, yeah. so the semifinals and finals were postponed up until I think this weekend. So uh, we'll, we'll get back to the listeners um, through social channels and let you know um, how that went. But I guess uh, highlights of the day, Andy Laurie came on and scored a hat trick in the first eight minutes of his game. Um, it was spring jam for the students there. You know it. Um, so the the background was this like really shitty rap concert, and it was like it resembled like Wu Tang when they have like thirty seven guys on stage all yelling into different microphones. Yeah, but then like when you're super far away, it just sounds total chaotic. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like, but I, I bet they sound sick in the studio. But it was just like in live environment, it was, it was awful. Um, and finally, um, there was tons of house parties, and it took me. Uh, I parked about two miles away from the field, and I had to carry two bags of gear past all these kids just getting hammered. And yeah, dude, it's spring jam. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't know it was such a thing, but I did see a guy fall out of a window on my walk, and he seemed unfazed, but I'm guaranteed that while he's studying for finals this week, <laughs> he is hating life. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Minnesota Spring Classic this weekend. Was it a random house, or was it a fraternity house? It was like just like a random house, like a row of houses, and like then he like fell, and everyone's like, oh, shit, and then he got, like jumps up, and everyone cheers, <laughs> and then he went right back in the house, <laughs> like, you definitely was in pain. Ah, uh, youth. <laughs> yeah, right? Maybe, <laughs> I may want to go back to college for some reasons, but, you know, whatever. Anyways, so yeah, that was the spring classic. Yeah, man, so... <laughs> That's awesome that it was just the whole background was just this crazy drunken party. Just chaos. Oh, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, our trip to Milwaukee. Yeah, the first ever match as an organization. Algonquin for the good land. Yes. How pumped are you to hit the road? Uh, I'm really pumped. I'm actually going to be there uh, the weekend, two weekends before, and I'm going to also Are you scouting out? Yeah, I'm scouting a little bit. I'm going to scout while I'm there. Um, Are you gonna wheel and deal and get us some uh, get us some promos and stuff at this Bavarian beer hall we're um, gonna head to? I I can't get us anything at the Bavarian beer hall, but I am working with the wonderful gents at the Three Lions Pub, which is about uh, two three miles away from the field. And uh, those of you who are coming down or meeting us there or doing whatever, um, you can – we'll put details on the internet about where we're going to be. But they're going to have drink specials for, for, for the crew I'm bringing in before the game. Before the game. Before the game. And okay. then after the game, uh, you know, it's kind of the situation of people want to stay at this sick beer hall. The Bavarians just opened um, for a little while. I know some of the players uh, are going to shower up and, and, and join us there. Is that beer hall attached to the – Milwaukee Bavarians team, or does it just happen to be coincidentally a Bavarian beer hall that the Bavarians are going to go to? It's attached to the organization. Oh, that's awesome! Because it's a it used to be a restaurant and then like a huge German organization, and then the restaurant and then the German organization kind of like thinned out to mm-hmm. mostly the soccer club, and then someone just purchased it. So, oh, okay. Um, so it, I, trust me, it's that place is going to be absolutely beautiful. It's going to be a great place to get some beers afterwards. The pictures looked really nice. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So it, it's called the Bavarian. Uh, 
Just search the Bavarian Club Milwaukee on the internet if you have any questions about what, what we're talking about. Um, otherwise, uh, we'll see you there. But we'll put um, we'll put up some information on the internet about where we're going to be at uh, for the pre-party. Uh, transportation from the pre-party to the game will be there, so you can get a little oh, nice. toasted up um, as long as you're with the group that's coming down. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I think, like, I took, uh, I took my girl to one of the Arsenal games at the local and we met Dan and some other guys and <laughs> and, and we got the tame side of it because you and were at the Nomad a, a couple weeks back. I was the Nomad back. with two players and we got really drunk. I don't think she's ready for the level of like drunkenness just that you guys are just going to let rip <laughs> before this game. Well, you might want to tell her about I'm that. I'm going to have to prep her. I'm going to have to prep her. But we're staying at some hotel or another down there, right? Yeah, it's like it's not going to be like super budget eight motel but it'll be a little bit a little bit nicer than that. Um, but subsidized travel in hotel is available. So if you go online and you check it out now, what's that web? What's that link? Because I've I've gone to the website and it's hard to find. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, I believe it's it's MinneapolisCityObviously.com slash. Uh, what I'll do is uh, for the listeners, I'll put it in the description of the podcast up on our website for this episode. Mm. So I'll put the link in there. You can click on it and go go right to it. That's a great idea. Um, but it's yeah, it's gonna be great. And then you figure afterwards, you stay at the beer hall, you do whatever. You, you can drink during the game. So. Uh, they sell beer there, so it'll be great. And then you, we'll meet up with some of the overage players that can they can go out, and uh, we'll either hit the town or we'll stay at the beer hall. Kind of the Milwaukee is our oyster at that point. <laughs> Milwaukee is our oyster. Uh, all <laughs> That's right. gonna be the name of the podcast. It's, it's not a great tasting oyster, but yeah, it's you gonna know. taste like garbage. It does, but it does the job, right? Uh, so that was that's soccer in the future. Let's talk about soccer in the past. Yeah, you so went I, to the you went to the Minnesota United game, right? So I um, we we like to talk a little bit of loons. Reserve team can go suck it. Um, but the uh, the top team played against New York Cosmos, never beaten the Cosmos, right? Ever like. In the history of ever. The Cosmos are great, too. Right? Uh, they're... Yes. So, uh, well, I mean, define great. They well, used, I mean, yeah. they're defending champs, aren't they? Uh, I don't even know. I believe them. They might be. Um, but anyways, they had... Uh, they don't have Raul anymore, which was disappointing because mm. I love that guy. Um, but anyways, I had the opportunity to go to the game. Um, you know, the first 30 minutes I thought were kind of a mess. Both teams were kind of... Uh, kind of all over the place, and then things got kind of worse for United. The ref kept handing the Cosmos a lot of questionable calls, um, and a couple yellow cards, the margin was definitely one-sided um, in, in favor of the Loons as far as that goes. So they're getting the benefit of the calls, the home team. Yeah, no, the home or team. Or they were here, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're getting the, the defending champs, I meant. Yeah, and it was just... Uh, it was kind of unfortunate because, like, the physicality of a game like that, where you like to see, you know, guys going into challenges harder, um, it, it took it away. And then I was telling my wife at halftime, I was like, just, I guarantee you someone's getting sent off. Like, it's going to happen. And, well, guess what, soccer fans? <laughs> <laughs> um, it happened. So Minnesota uh, United defender Damian Lowe picked up a second yellow card. It, for it, Honestly, it was really dodgy tackle. Like, come on, bro. Um, it was bad. Like over the ball cleats up at the knee of a, of, your, of the attacker, and you're already on a yellow card. Like even if you didn't get all of him, like you're guaranteed to pick up that second. Is that just because like you're frustrated with just the way the game's going anyway? Everyone's you know, playing sloppy, and they're trying to trying to make something happen, trying a little too hard. I don't know. He just did. It, he just saw red, I think, and just went right after the guy. And it was unfortunate because 
they're, at that point, United was trying to string some stuff together, and then they go down a guy, and it's still 0-0, and there's a whole, almost a whole second half left. Yeah. So um, after some subs, um, the home team home team taking team taking team taking a lot of defensive zone. The Loons caught a really big break. Um, Captain Justin Davis, who uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I saw him play last year, not as well as I've seen him play this year. Um, just caught like a ca- on the counter and just. Uh, he's he's the left back and he's ran right past everybody and then played like an inch perfect pass into um, Christian Ramirez who slotted home the game winner and this was in the 94th minute so and it went through the keeper's leg so where I come from that's a dollar fine to the club kitty yeah. for getting nutmegged <laughs> so uh, someone get a hold of that guy yeah but then he got a yellow card right tore his, tore his shirt off got a yellow card for celebrating yeah and then Justin Davis ends up chugging a beer after that's his, that's celebrate, his, so that's great that's totally worth it that's his thing it's my kind of guy um <laughs> So yeah, I mean, so I guess you know, it, it, all in all, it was um, it was it was okay. I thought the soccer. I, I was expecting more from the first couple games that I saw, and um, especially coming out of the Montreal game or Ottawa game. Yeah. Um, I thought they played much better in that game, and then the home opener they played well, and then this one it was kind of like, uh, like, what's going on out there? Yeah, I mean, it feels kind of up and down, and you wonder what the plan is moving into next year when we're actually gonna. Have to compete on a right. On you know, a it's it, you. You can tell the guys who can who, uh, you know, who are there that that could potentially stick around, and you can tell the guys that clearly know they're not going to be there. Yeah, you can really tell. So lots of purple out there, huh? Yeah, you know they uh, they had the, pur- the tifo with prince's prince's logo on there. Uh, True North End also had one. Uh, sold a lot of a lot of purple T-shirts for sure. So oh, right, yeah, um, and then. Fifty uh, seventh minute, they sang "Purple Rain," and but it wasn't the whole song. It was just like a bunch of drunk idiots singing "Purple it's Rain" over and over and over and over again. Over again. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was great. Um, how the team how the team looked? You said you you weren't too happy. No, they looked really disconnected. And like I said, you can tell the guys that like kind of give a shit, and then the guys that don't give a shit. Um, and I think it's because of the fact that um, you know. I don't know if it's a coaching thing or not, but it seems like they don't have the cohesion that they had last year when Carl Craig, who's the newly appointed manager, was an assistant coach. So I don't know if it was the, the gap between like he was kind of like their bro and like helping them develop, and now he's like the head guy. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like Moving a. If it, I don't know if what what's going on, but um, you know, like I, I'm not a huge fan of the managerial styles of Monty Lagos. But the, the dude had the team working well together. And I don't know if it was the assistant coaches or him or what, but I think now it's just, it just seemed weird. But they're working, they're working well together, but they're not getting along? Well, it, I was sitting front row seats, of course. Well, I wouldn't Being local soccer celebrity that I am. <laughs> Wait, we get front row seats? I mean, if you ask nicely, you oh, can get them. Sweet. Um, so, uh, I mean, I paid for front row seats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, nicely with money. But no, like the team, like I said, looked disconnected. Tactically, it kind of looked like everyone was doing a different thing. And sitting that close, you could just hear them screaming at each other. Even like after, like after dude got red carded, um, the team kind of like got together and they were like right by the sideline we were at and they were just like blaming each other for things. And it's like, it just seems like there, there's, it's not, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't think there is a head chef yeah. who's like, Really working with the team here, and I I, I, don't, I don't know, but it seems with from uh, from my perspective. But so Christian Ramirez, right? I mean, he's looking good. Yeah, so I think he's having his best season. And and the thing is, uh, in a Minnesota United uh, jersey, but I, the thing is, is that um, he's he's like a NFL running back in a contract here. He's like he knows they're going to MLS, and he's just putting his best foot forward. Um, and he's about 
all, all, <clears throat> excuse me, all they have up top from a target perspective, and then they have Ben Spees, who's like just a speedy little guy. Yeah, yeah. Around zips him. in and out. Yeah, zips in and out. But um, but he really is that he's putting the team on his back, which is it's good to see for a guy who's like 21 years old. So yeah, I mean, if you want to make the step to the next level, you might as well just kind of well yeah. scoot in there with a team that's. That's moving up. Right, but enough about those guys. Um, good luck to them in their next game. Reserve team, go screw yourselves. Um, we'll see you this summer, you bitches. Uh, but outside of that, uh, folks, we have not one, but two Minneapolis City SC players. We have uh, Mr. Starting off, we have Mr. Raheem Omar. All right, what's up? I am here with Minneapolis City defender Raheem Omar, all the way from Madison, Wisconsin. Raheem, what's up, man? Nothing much. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank, uh, you know, you are the latest in a long line of Minneapolis City players to, uh, to subject themselves to us. Right. <laughs> and then number two on the, on the Skype train. Yeah. So uh, we'll, have, we'll have Trey on a little bit later via Skype. Um, but we had uh, Sam Sam Plaza on, and it went okay. So hopefully we, we build off of that and we get better this time. Yeah, man. <laughs> so let's uh, right off the bat. Why don't you tell us where you're from and your playing background a little bit? Where'd you play high school? Did you play uh, with any clubs around town uh, before going to school in Madison? That sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I'm from Maple Grove, Minnesota. Um, yeah, I grew up playing for Wings. Um, like all throughout when I was younger, and they combined with Bangu to become Minnesota Thunder Academy. So, yeah, I played with Minnesota Thunder Academy after that, like from the start. I think uh, first year was when I was a youth 13. So, yeah, and then I was with them up until I graduated, really. And then you um, flew, the, flew the, the, the plane to Madison. Yeah, um, my, la- my junior and senior year, I... Uh, played in the Developments Academy with the Minnesota Thunder, and I think it was my junior year. We were at a uh, showcase in Florida. Um, coach Trask, my coach here at Wisconsin, saw me playing there, and yeah, he apparently liked what he saw, and things just went from there and committed. And you, uh, you went to Blake, right? Yeah, I did with uh, Duncan Whirling. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that guy's <laughs> weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was he, was he, I mean, has he always been this weird? Yes. He, believe it or not, he was a little weirder, actually, when he was younger. <laughs> he was growing, slowly growing out of his weirdness. Yeah. Uh, weird in a, good, in a good way. Yeah. Of course. So how did you get in contact with, with Minneapolis City? Um, the past two or three summers, I'd been playing with um, the internationals in the MASL. Uh, Keith was coaching me. Um, yeah, he sent me an email this winter. I think it was in January or something. Um, just kind of seeing if I'd be interested in this. I told him I would and that I'd love to do this and come home and play this summer. I'd prefer doing that than going and playing anywhere else. Um, yeah, they, he told me that they were trying to get a bunch of uh, some of the local guys who are out at colleges to all come home and play over the summer. Um, Sam Forsgren, who's been one of my best friends since I was younger, uh, told me that he was also doing it, so... That like played a huge factor in it as well, and yeah, I mean, just seeing how everything's played out, it's it's impressive, really. I'm excited to come home and get with all the guys and everything. Are yeah. you finishing up your first year or your second year? Ah, uh, my second. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you kind of hit on it on it pretty hard there that it started out as like a so what are we kind of doing, and then it just taken off into 
the phrase that we coined is professionally amateur. Like we truly are, I think, the top amateur players and organization from from this this side of the Midwest all the way to, to the east, both the East and West Coasts. I don't think that there's anyone from an organization standpoint that's run like us um, or that uh, has the players that we have, which is great. Yeah. So being that you're in Madison, you're in 56er country, we play against those guys. Has, has news trickled down, uh, down 94 about <laughs> kind of what we have going on here? Yeah, a lot of the guys, um, we, we have a few guys on our team actually here who are thinking of playing with 56ers, a few also with uh, the Milwaukee team, the Bavarians. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they honestly, they're just very curious about what we're about, and they see all this stuff on social media and online about, like, <laughs> Minneapolis City and everything, and, you know, they're asking me about it, and honestly, like, I don't know too much other than, you know, a bunch of the guys that are playing that, you know, we're, we're new this year and everything, but yeah, it's... People are people are talking about it, which is which is fun. Well, if any of your buddies are any good, you should, <laughs> you should tell them like, don't play for Madison this year, man. You just don't. Wouldn't you rather go home and play somewhere cool? Yeah. Uh, you know, just try to scare them away, right? You know, try to get we got to diminish the talent pool for the fifty sixers, <laughs> or just kick a bunch of guys in training. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that for sure. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to take you out. You can't play this summer. <laughs> Um, so you said you you play with a few guys that that uh, are going to be in our league. Uh, what's the what's the talent like with those guys? Are we looking at some some stiff competition? Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be tough. I definitely think it'll be tough, but we should be fine with the players that we have. Well, as long as they recognize that we're going to come into both their houses and take three points from them each game, that that's cool. Exactly. <laughs> they, they can beat the other guys. Yeah. Um, so you, you already mentioned uh, Sam and you mentioned Duncan. Um, you know, are there any other players that you know that were that were rostering or that you saw that were rostering that you're excited to play with this summer? Yeah, um, besides Sam and Duncan, um, also I played a lot with Abdallah when I was younger, and um, Matt Gway as well. Uh, I played with Emmanuel quite a bit. He's he's fast. Love playing with him. Uh, <laughs> and he's up at Green Bay, right? He's with Trey. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played with Trey last summer too. Um, he's pretty good. I'm excited to link up with him again. And yeah, besides that, I don't think I really played with any of the any of the other guys. So I'm not sure. That's like half the yeah. It's a good portion projected of the, starting yeah, it's roster. A good, so good, it's a good portion. <laughs> yeah. Well, the nice yeah. thing is, is that um, whether it's like that group that you talked about that you're part of, or the um, there, there's the the men's league group, the guys that are maybe more of the experienced players that have either played in the MPSL for a couple years or are maybe like two, three years outside of college. Um, mm-hmm. They can provide that, you know, that veteran leadership. Um, then there's your, your guys group. And then there's like the group of like Duncan and Ian Smith that are like the younger guys that are coming up. I think we have a really great mixture of like a bunch of similar attitudes and, and, and good players that we can kind of all put together. The only problem is we don't have a whole lot of time to f- kind of shape the team um, to mold it together. Um, but I think it's great that you guys either know of each other or have somehow played together. But I do have uh, some of Dalla Baugh questions going off script here. Not a lot of people know about him. Can you can you give us a little insight on yeah, what kind of player he is? He's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, Abdallah, um, he's pretty tall and lanky. So, you know, he's, <laughs> in all honesty, uh, I mean, he's, he's a really good player. Very technical. He's quick with his feet. Center back, right? Center back, yeah, he's played center back, he plays outside back a little bit as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, he's, he's good with the ball, he's very comfortable on the ball. Um, 
yeah, he's not too physical, but like, you know, his positioning's good. He's he has, you know, a very good, very high soccer IQ. He knows what he knows what he's doing on the field and everything. So nice. it's tough to play against, yeah. We don't have to worry about the physicality. We got a couple of tattooed bruisers that'll help him out with that. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, um explain to us your, your playing style. We we've told everyone that you're a defender, but what type of defender are you? Are you more of like the attacking winger or are you gonna just get stuck in and smack a guy in the face or you a mixture of both what tell us about yourself yeah you know i'm uh i guess i'd say i'm a mixture of both coming into college i was definitely just more of like a, an attacking kind of outside back um you know coming here playing in the big 10 i've really kind of transformed and you know in a sense and i i guess i do kinda, i do love to get stuck in now and get a hard tackling on some guys it's it's pretty fun but uh yeah, I just love to attack out of the back, really. It's, it's fun for me. Is that something that, as you, as you started growing up, that you were kind of placed in that situation by your coaches? Or was it just like because you had a natural propensity to bomb up and down the wings, but were also kind of a bigger kid, you ended up as, you know, a fullback? Yeah, um, honestly, I didn't really play fullback much until I got to college. You, I was uh, more of a... Uh, center back and played a lot in the center of the midfield growing up um yeah and coming here my coach just he told me playing you know as a fullback was <laughs> saw me just wanted me to do so I just started doing it and uh you know I ended up playing really well and was good at it so I just you know kind of went from there cool what uh what kind of stuff are you looking forward to this summer your first, the first season of Minneapolis City uh you know you're gonna be you're gonna be coming back what mid-may yeah, I'll be back on May twelfth. What What are you looking forward to uh, for this season? Um, yeah, just to make a statement to show uh, to show everyone that you know we can win, and that you know with the players that we have in Minnesota, and that we can uh, that we definitely have had the capability of growing. You know, over the past years, that we are a lot better than people think. You know, around you know that Minnesota soccer is a bigger deal than people make it out to be. Um, yeah, and also, you know, we got that uh, <laughs> that that scrimmage uh, May 14th against Des Moines Menace. Well, uh, there's I think about five guys on my team who are actually playing with them this summer. What? Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, so I've been you know I've been talking a lot in the locker room about that. So <laughs> really excited for that one as well. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, that's gonna be our first opportunity for I'd say 75 percent of our roster to even meet each other. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, but you know the the format for those those of you listening who don't quite know what we're planning on, the format's going to kind of be I think more training oriented, where it's going to be I think like three periods versus just two two halves of forty five. So maybe like three thirty minute or forty minute halves, so we can kind of mix and match and move guys around. So it, it, we can have teachable moments versus just like going up there playing a game and coming home. So. We kind of did that on purpose because we wanted it to truly be more of a training and a chance for you guys to get get together and, and play against another team for at least one time before we go to Milwaukee. Yeah. Hey, Raheem, something I was thinking of, uh, and you, as you're talking about, you know, you know guys that you're playing with that are kind of going out to other teams, um, and how, just how many guys that we've talked to have known a lot of local players. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone that you can think of that's younger than you that may be coming up uh, that you heard of or that you saw when you were just leaving high school that maybe uh, we want to keep our eye on on the local scene? I'll make sure I keep writing notes when you talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me think for a second. 
not to put you on the spot, but you know, yeah. we're just getting to know, you know, guys like you that are, you know, freshman, sophomore in college. We're, I'm just thinking like, are there any sophomore juniors in high school that sure are really, a lot of them. are really well, in, the, in the country, in the no, country, that are like, tons of you know, them. that, that our players know that are pretty, pretty, pretty baller. Yeah. I mean, just in like, the, I mean, the Minnesota Thunder Academy, I think just, you know, the kids that they have, we, I mean, growing up, we all had a very similar style of play, you know, like very possession oriented. We just kind of grew into that. So, I mean, I think just the philosophy with that, with the club and everything, it's a lot of the players just kind of play the same and we've all kind of grown up with the same qualities being valued and stuff. What I noticed um, specifically, because we've been playing against MTA, just some training matches, and what I noticed is that with some of the guys that came out to play, uh, to try out for our team, um, the possession style looked like they almost had the shackles on them. A lot of backwards passing. A lot, a lot, of, ba- not, a lot of not going forward and being direct at all, a lot of just keeping the ball um, to the point where it kind of got a little boring to watch. Um, but then when the guys came out and played with us and, tr- and tried out and you took that away, like the, the shackles of, you know, like just go play and, and be the best player, um, a lot of the guys showed a lot more. And did you ever, did you find that when you went to Madison that like you had a specific style and, it actually benefited you when you moved to where your new coach was um, style was. Yeah, I mean, just having that kind of background and growing up in that environment, it, that's like it's the best way to play. And just always having that to kind of fall back on is is something that you know I'm just kind of fortunate to have been able to develop as a player with growing up. Because um, I mean, a lot of our players here are good at possessing the ball, but. I like to think that I'm a little better than most of them just because I mean, I've been doing it. You can go do- ahead and say it. You're the best. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. By far, I am the best. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's it's just growing up and doing it so often for so many years, It's it really has paid off in the end, and I'm just glad that I was able to kind of partake in that development when I was younger. Awesome. Well, that's all we have for you before we hit the speed round. Um, have you have you been listening to the podcast? I've heard a few of them, yeah. They're, uh, let's okay. do it. So, like I always say, uh, are you ready? Do you need like stretch? Do you need a glass of water? Need to like need to need to call some friends? Do you have support? He looks pretty relaxed. Yeah, no, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, so the the speed round goes as such. I have ten questions for you. Um, you may take as much time as you'd like to answer them. However, you have to answer it before you. I go to the next question, and we don't have all day, so I'll just let you know that. But. Um, so uh, be as quickly, uh, quick to your answer as possible, and uh, like you said, you're ready, so um, I'll, I'll ask you one more time. Are we good to go? We're good to go. All right. So the first question is, tell us your best Duncan story. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Coming out hot, right out of the gate. Yeah, I like it. All right. So I think it was my junior year. Duncan was a freshman in high school. We had Spanish class together. Um, and we had this one project to do and I literally had no idea what to do. It was like some like art craft making thing. So, you know, Duncan being the kind of weird, annoying little freshman kid, you know, asking for some advice, he ends up essentially going home and asking his mom to pretty much do my project for me. (laughs) (laughs) And comes to school, you know, a few days later with my whole project pretty much made. So I, you know, just kind of gave that to my teacher. It's really good. <laughs> well, where's Duncan when you go to college, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, awesome. I'm going to have to ask him some details about that at training tomorrow. <laughs> um, who's your favorite player? 
favorite player, definitely Alexis Sanchez. Nice. Oh, Sanchez. Okay, so next year, who will win Paul Bunyan's axe? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go with Wisconsin on that one. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. That's fine. Uh, June 25th, we play at Madison. Where should everyone go after the game? Oh, man. Uh, you know, the KK, the college club. All right. Oh, the old KK. All right. Can't say I haven't been there for too many times. <laughs> um, okay, who is the fourth person on your phone in your missed calls? The fourth person? Yeah. Um, I will let you know. Better not be mom or dad. Yeah, that's going to be awkward. Oh, Just because you missed him doesn't mean it's like... The fourth person would be uh, my girlfriend, actually. <laughs> oh. So that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean... Better that it's not mom and dad, honestly, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what team do you support? I'm an Arsenal fan. Yes! And so then what, then what team do you hate? Two-part Ta- question. Tottenham, for sure. Um, yeah, Chelsea, Man United. All. <laughs> Anyone but Arsenal, I'm hearing, I'm picking up. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you have a secret talent? And if so, what is it? Oh. I like to think I'm a I'm a pretty good cook. No one really sees that in me, but definitely something I value. It's interesting. Uh, associate head coach Jeremy Iwaskovich, did I get that right? Sure. Uh, he he said the same thing. He's like, I'd have friends over after matches and I'd cook for him. So maybe yeah. we'll have a little cooking class uh, you guys can put on while well, this summer. <laughs> That'd be the weirdest after game party yeah, ever. Let's just go like, to Jeremy's house. Go to Jeremy's house, and Raheem and Jeremy are cooking us a real nice dinner. <laughs> All right. So if you got a free plane ticket anywhere, one way, uh, and you had to leave right now, where would you go? One way. Oh, I've thought about this before. I'd go to Fiji. Fiji. Yeah. All the water you can drink. It's free there. <laughs> it's like nine dollars a bottle. Here. I don't think that's how it works. I, I mean. What, what do you drink in Fiji then? I don't think the real Fiji water. <laughs> <laughs> I see zero holes in this. It's uh, a good point. Um, uh, would you rather be able to read or be able to read minds but not be able to read? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd say I'd read minds for sure. Read minds. Yeah. Because then you could be like, hey, can you read this for me real quick? And then they're <laughs> like... You don't if have you to... read their mind, you'd know what it said because they're reading it too. I mean, it's, it's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, okay, so you'd rather you'd you also rather, know if they'd hate you. You'd rather be able to read minds. Okay. So, yeah. what's the strangest thing a referee has ever said to you? Um. Oh yeah, when I was in high school once, um, I don't know. It was weird. I just like was behind this guy, and I like kicked the ball from behind him. Like, didn't even touch him. And, you know, the ref, like, blew it as a foul, and I was, like, telling him I didn't touch the guy. And he's, like, he looked at me, and there was just, like, awkward, like, five seconds pause where he was just staring at me. And then he was, like, yeah, well, you went through him. And I was, like, no, like, I didn't touch him. He's, like, yeah, I know, but you, you just, like, went through his legs. I was just so – and everyone, everyone just sat there and just stared at him for, like, literally a minute. It was one of the weirdest interactions I've ever had with a ref. I mean, refs are weird. Sometimes they make it about themselves. He probably wasn't even paying attention. No, he was old, so probably not. <laughs> so he probably couldn't even. He probably had to get his prescription refilled for his uh, <laughs> eyeglasses there. Anyways, okay, so we round it out with uh, home white or away pink? Oh, I'm going to have to go with the away pink. It's flashy. I like uh, it. 
All right. Well, you, you aren't alone. You are definitely not alone. All right. Well, uh, Raheem, thank you so much for being on with us today. We really appreciate you taking time out of your studying for finals. I know it's probably difficult to pry you away from that. Uh, we look yeah. forward to having you come back in a couple a couple weeks, right? Like, yeah, like three we'll weeks, in a few weeks, three, yeah. three four weeks. Yeah. Uh, we'll get you on the pitch out there uh, in Des Moines, and feel free to talk shit to all those guys beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I will. Don't worry. All right, hey Raheem Omar, thanks again, man. Great talking to you. Yeah, thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later, Raheem. Yep. Bye bye. Thanks. So we are here with Captain Trey Benhart. Trey, can you set the record straight? How do you pronounce your last name? Ben Hart. Ben Hart. Okay, we're close. That's easy. We thought there was an R in there at some point, but uh, thank you for setting us straight. Nope, we're good. Trey Ben Hart, the upcoming captain of Minneapolis City. Hey, man, how did you get in contact with Minneapolis City? Um, I knew Keith from last year with playing with the internationals. Um, We built a good relationship with that and playing the men's league last year, and um, he told me uh, he was trying to build a semi-pro team last summer, and ever since then I just kept on being in contact with him. And as soon as he got the word that I was going through, that you know, I was the one of the first people he contacted and told me, "Hey, what are you doing this summer? I want you on my team." So, and then the armband followed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where are you originally but, from here in the cities? I'm originally from Lakeville, Minnesota. Oh, that's right. That's right. I should have known yeah. that from my prep. I actually did know that because we've got questions coming up about it. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, so what's your playing background? Did you play for Lakeville or where'd you play, where'd you play high school? Um, I started playing in Chicago. I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. So I played there for so until I was 12. Then moved up to Minnesota and started at Bangu when they had that. And then... That went to MTA, so I went there, played there for quite a few years. And then I was I felt like I wasn't really wasn't developing as a player anymore. So I looked to other options and that's where I found Shattuck and went to Shattuck for my last three years of high school. Oh wow. Were you uh, in the residency program at Shattuck or did you were you one of the, the commuter guys? Uh, I commuted every day. Okay. How far away I, was that? A half hour, so... Oh, and that's bad. from Lakeville. I mean, that's pretty far down there. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. There was a shuttle that picked me up at 7 a.m., <laughs> driving us down, and then pick us up at Shattuck at 7 and drive us back. So, I mean, I had long days for three years straight. Wow. But it paid off, right? It definitely did. That's a huge decision to make as a freshman to decide, like, you know what? I'm not turning into the player that I want to be. What kind of led to that? What was your thought process behind that? Because you're what, 14 years old? No, you're like 13. Yeah. Thir- 15, maybe. 14, 15? Yeah, right around 14, 15 as a freshman. Yeah, I felt uh, I wasn't really developing as a player, and I didn't get much out of the training sessions that I wanted. And um, we looked at other options, looked everywhere else, and there was no really other club besides MTA in Minnesota that could help me. So then um, I got invited to a, a camp down there over Christmas break, and that's my freshman year, and that's really when things took off with them. Wow. So there's multiple teams there, right? Because there's, there's, like, there's the actual high school team, and then there's the development academy team, right? Um, or how does that work? Sc- I, know, I know they have multiple options. Um, the high school is just for kids that are just want to go there for school and just have for another option. But the development program, the DA, you know, the development academy is 
for all the guys that are there to play soccer. And, you know, we play year-round, eight months out of the year. We train every single day, basically games every weekend. And it's a big-time commitment. It's about as professional as, um, as you're going to get. That's without, intense. Yeah, especially at that yeah. level. It's, it's similar to what youth academies are in, in Europe. Um, where you're playing every day. Um, is this anyone go there that's not an athlete? Because I've only been there once, and it seems like... Yeah, like, what's a nerd look like at Shattuck? Yeah. <laughs> like a... um, half the people are either athletes or non-athletes, and those non-athletes are usually uh, teachers' parents, or they come over from Asia, and their parents ship them over oh, here. Like a boarding school type thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, there is a figure skating program, so I mean that that would align, right? It's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Send your kids from from uh, from Osaka over to yeah over to Shattuck to learn uh, learn figure skating. That's, that's crazy. Well, what? Well, now you're uh, you're up in Green Bay. Tell us a little bit about your time there. What what made you choose to be a Phoenix? <laughs> um, what it really came down to is where I could play. I wanted to come in. I wanted to play right away. That was the biggest thing. Like, I I don't like sitting on the bench. I don't like watching other people play. And that was, <laughs> that was really the main thing is I could come in. I could play right away. And, you know, that's all that I wanted. So then, so that's obviously a deciding factor. How, how did it turn out so far? So you're going into your last year, right? Yep. So you're in your last year or you're like next season will be your, your last Senior year? year? I'm a junior right now, so okay. okay, that's what I thought. So you're in you're going into your senior year. So so was the first three years as you expected, or has it been different from that? And you know, obviously you enjoy it because you're still there. Yeah, I mean there's been some turmoil here. There's some you know, coaching changes and everything. I didn't expect it. Um, any coaching changes or anything, but everything else has been going well. You know, I like all the guys, I like the school. I like what's happening and where the program is going. So uh, I'm sure you've seen who we've signed so far um, for Minneapolis City this summer. Um, who are the guys that got you excited about and excited to play with? I know you're you're in Green Bay with Emmanuel, right? Yeah. Um, what about outside of him? Was there anyone that stood out that you were like super jacked about playing with this summer? I mean, kind of just everyone. Like, uh, um I know most of the guys that we signed, and I'm, you know, excited. They all come from good programs, and, and I'm, you know, excited to come back and play with them, play at a good level. The perfect answer from a captain. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to play with everybody. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure you have your favorites, but I understand the dip- diplomatic answer. <laughs> um, so to, here, here comes uh, insert diplomatic answer here. So you played for Keith last summer. Um, what can we expect from him as a coach this year? Um, <laughs> Loaded bullet. <laughs> no, um, you can expect us moving the ball, um, keeping possession, not really go to, not really um, direct. As a center back, that's what I like. I don't like hitting just you know long balls after long balls, playing a bunch of kickball. But you know we'll play possession-based soccer, and hopefully we score a lot of goals and. I think Keith will lead us in the right direction. I think we uh, we have definitely have the firepower to score a lot of goals as well as stop people from scoring. I, I think yeah. uh, 
personally, people are underestimating what Minnesota has to offer from a homegrown soccer talent standpoint. And uh, that, that's a little bit what we heard from, from Raheem uh, before uh, we dialed you in. Um, and I think it's so true that we're ready. We're going to be going into places who underestimate Minnesota, and I think they're going to be fairly surprised at what we have put together. Mm-hmm. So you've been, Trey, you've been, you've been named captain this year. Uh, how did you swing that? Is it just uh, based on your relationship with Coach Kicker? Just bribes, right? <laughs> yeah, I kind of bribed them under the table. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I mean we. Last year we had a good relationship, you know. We, uh, you know, we did well with the internationals, and um, I think just based off that, he just gave me the armband. Um, after he made the announcement, he's he texted me. He's like, "Hey, I made you uh, captain. Is that all right for this year?" And I said, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have much of a say. Versus the, the bribe, the, here's a bunch of money to give me a whole bunch of responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> so for guys like me who never played soccer, what's the role of the captain on the pitch? You know, what are your primary responsibilities? Um, just kind of lead the team. Uh, I'm not kind of the person that's very outspoken, so I'm more of a lead by example. Um, just kind of lead the team. Do whatever needs to be done to win, and so I mean, I feel like it's always it's always when someone gets a little too hot headed that the captain has to step up and go talk to the go talk to the ref and, and calm everyone down and, yeah, and kind of plead the case of the team, <laughs> right? Especially if you're not the guy that did the damage, you're like, ah, oh, crap, yeah, I gotta go figure this out. Um, but I mean, you're also afforded the opportunity to have that open dialogue with refs and that razor's edge of how much you can yell at them, but how much you can agree with them to gain their respect. So they, maybe they make that one call for you that yeah. when you really need it. Yeah. They'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. Right. That's cool. So what's going to be your first order of business as you step into the captaincy <laughs> after putting um, the armband on? Yeah. Well, yeah. Unless you've been <laughs> sleeping in it. No, I, I haven't seen it yet. Um, <laughs> um just kind of, um, since we're all on different teams, just trying to get everyone used to everyone as soon as they can, build this chemist, build the chemistry, you know, quick so we can get right in and play at a high level. All right. So, what are you looking forward to the most this summer? Do you have any games that you really are really excited to play, or do you have any uh, do you have any aspects of the of the Minneapolis City experience that you're really that you're really ready to dive into, or even like personal goals this summer? Um, I'm excited for all the games, and I'm really excited for to see the fans, like how you know, I've seen that Citizens uh, Twitter page, and I'm really excited to see how much support we could get. Um, soccer in Minnesota might not be as big as other places, but it's growing, and I'm excited to see all that. And um, as games, um, all the games I'm really excited for. Um, I really dislike Milwaukee because <laughs> um, they're in our conference and all those Milwaukee teams. You know, I'm excited to play them. Excited loves to, play. to play. That's all it is. Trey yeah, loves games. Just always, always gaming. <laughs> I think it's time to fire off this speed round. I mean, I think it is. Um, I will give you a little rundown here. So the first thing is the speed round. I ask everyone uh, – 
Are you ready? Do you need some water? Do you want to stretch? Do you need like any, you need anything? Or are, you, are you ready to dive in? I'm ready. It could be a grueling experience. It could be. So uh, for those listeners that don't know about the speed round. Well, I mean, you just would have we just did one. Raheem Omar it, we one. just did one. So um, if you so if, listen up, if you fell asleep in between the thirty <laughs> seconds in between the two, um, I will ask you ten questions. Please give me the first answer that comes to your to your mind. Uh, I cannot go to the next question until you answer the previous. Um, yes. And you know it, it's going to get a little weird. I think, um, but <laughs> I think we're okay with that. So um, again, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. If you had a boat, what would you name it? <laughs> uh, you see my uh, my video. <laughs> I'll stick with it. Old Faithful. Okay. So the next question would be then name the first geyser that comes to your mind. First geyser. Um. Hopefully you're picking up on the theme we're doing here after the first two <laughs> questions. <laughs> Probably just Old Faithful as well. Yeah, that's, what, yeah, that's what we were hoping for. Okay, that, uh, we'll ask you after we're done what, what, that was, what that was all about, but we wanted to get those two out of the question. Okay, out of the way. Um, if a wizard told you he could make you the best-looking man in the world, but it would mean every dog would bark at you nonstop, what would you do? Um, I mean, I'm already pretty good-looking, so I wouldn't need that. <laughs> that, that's the exact answer I, I had written Plus, down. dogs are awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your best soccer memory? Um, probably uh, retaining the Chancellor's Cup this year. We uh, beat Milwaukee 2-0 down at their place in front of their home crowd. You know, big rival. It's a decent crowd that, they get down there, too. Yeah. I think that was probably it. Nice. The Chancellor's Cup. I like the, I like the sounds of that. Um, okay, so what lake is in Lakeville? Uh, lake Marion. Lake Marion. Correct. I, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, I had to look it up on the map. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you rather have a horrible short-term memory or a horrible long-term memory? Um, I'd rather have a horrible long-term memory. Okay. Why, why, why is that? No, I'm... Because I would like to know things that are happening right now, right in front of me. Spoken then, like uh, a true center back. Read, wants to read the game in the moment. I like that. Um, okay, Adidas, Nike, or Impact? Um, Adidas, because Green Bay just switched to Adidas, and now I'm rocking all Adidas gear. Okay. Um, have you ever been sent off? I have never been sent off. Wow. Especially from a defend a defender standpoint, that's impressive. Responsible. Um, is your dad's name Gene Benhart? Yes, it is. And what did he do in the nineties? He got drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. All right. So I wasn't totally gifted a load of <laughs> crap when awesome. someone asked that. So, <laughs> so did did your dad play long in the NFL? Uh, he just he played one year for the Indianapolis Colts. And then he got cut after that one year, and then he went to a training camp with the Browns when Bill Belichick was there. Okay. And then that's when he kind of realized that it wasn't going anywhere. And it's time to sell insurance. Yeah. <laughs> cut it off. Um, so he, he was there with Jeff George? In, he was, yeah. So yep. he was Jeff George's backup. How do you break into the league behind Jeff George? I know, right? That, your dad was behind the eight ball right away. Um, okay, and the last question. Um, 
what is your favorite fast food? My favorite fast food, I would have to go with uh, Chipotle. Um, I was going to say that the answer was, um, I, di- I don't eat it because I'm in training for the summer, but I like Chipotle too, so I'll oh, slide there. So, um, all right, well, that was the speed round. Um, usually we just end right there, but I do want to get into the Old Faithful. Like, it's just, we, we saw the video, and it was just it's like. It's just a head scratcher. Like, I don't, I don't get it, so I'm glad we can, we can set the record straight here. <laughs> um, it was kind of a spur of the moment, and when you think of a boat, you want something to be there for you always. You know, reliable and faithful to you, and when and that kind of that's the metaphor for me. I'm kind of faithful to my team and do what I got, whatever I have to do to to win. Keep the ship afloat. Damn, that's true, Captain. That's super heartfelt. I think (laughs) I think Coach Kicker made the right choice here. Yeah, Uh, especially in year one. He's gonna he's gonna need someone like you to to make sure that uh, his vision is translated on the field. Well, Trey, we're super excited to have you uh, on board this year and being the captain the first year. Uh, when, do you, when do you get back into the fold, uh, back into Minnesota? I'll be back May 11th. Okay, so you'll be here a few days before we go to Des Moines. Yes. All yes, right. Sir. Well, um, like I said, we're super excited to have you, uh, have you with the squad this year and can't wait to have you back, and we appreciate you, uh, you being on with us. Yeah, it's great to meet you. Trey Benhart, everybody, captain for your Minneapolis City SC, <laughs> Chicago-born, Minnesota-raised, currently exiled in Green Bay, but he'll be home yeah. next month. Great talking to you, Trey. Thanks so much. Right, thanks. thanks, Trey. Thank you. Well, wasn't that delightful, folks? He would love to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Trey's such a good guy. Uh, you are too, Raheem. Don't worry about it. Uh, but he's the captain, so I have to talk about him first. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening this week, folks. Next week, we have no clue what we're going to do yet, but don't worry. Trust us. We always bring you something cool. Yeah, we bring the heat. Pr- promise. Uh, but Summit, it's the beer you should be drinking. Summit is the official craft beer sponsor of the People's Pitch. They are celebrating their 30th anniversary this year. And for more information about all things beer and all the happenings with uh, within the 30th anniversary year, please visit summitbrewing.com. If you want to get a hold of us, please visit, uh, please email us at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MPLSCitySC, myself at Johnny Business, that's J O N N Y B I Z Z N E S S, two N's, two Z's, two S's, or my trusty co host <laughs> at Mexinate, M E X I N A T E. John, we have a special song to close it out this weekend. Yeah, this we, week. we do. So, sorry. No Go Get em, Tiger. No, those, those of you who are big fans are a little disappointed. But most of you know that by now, if you don't, you've been living under a goddamn rock. Um, local Minnesota music legend Prince died this week. Um, so, much like we did with Fife Dog, we wanted to pay tribute to him. Uh, Nate, do you have a Prince story? I do have a Prince story. I have a quick one, too, after that. Why don't you go? Uh, so my, my Prince story is my sister is six years older than me, and when she went to college, uh, when she went to Marquette, we, uh, she, she cleaned her room out and whatnot, moved all her stuff up to Wisconsin from Ohio where we were living, and, and she left behind her Prince 
seven cassette tape, like single cassette tape. Yeah. For some of you who are listening, seven you have no idea song. what that's all about. But um, it was the the one that had like seven on the A side. On the B side, it had like some song that I definitely shouldn't have been listening to yeah. at that age. <laughs> so I wore that thing into the ground, just listening to seven over and over and over again. Like play, rewind, play, rewind. That's a great song. It's so good. Oh. So thank you to my sister Diana for uh, leaving that behind. And then when she came back from college, she's like, oh, I'm looking for my Prince single. I was like, I don't know where it is. I got nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, that's how I got in, uh, introduced to Prince. And um, that's the best part about Prince is he didn't like to swear. He hates swearing. But he said but some dirty shit. He sings the shit out of some sex. Yeah, I'll oh, tell yeah. you what. Yeah. Uh, What's your story? Well, my story is I used to work at Eden Prairie Center <laughs> down in uh, down at the uh, United Artists Eden Prairie West movie theater, which was like the ghetto of the two because there was a West and an East. This oh, is yeah. back where they filmed Mall Rats. So like, if oh, you yeah. look at Mall Rats, that's what the mall was like, just junk. Anyway, but like Prince, you know, living on Chanhassen, he used to know that nobody would go to our theater, and so he'd roll in, roll in. He'd call us up. Well, not me personally. He'd call the theater. On your uh, cell phone, right? Yeah, call on my, on my <laughs> gigantic mobile, and he'd buy the whole theater out but really it was like you know he bought 10 tickets and that's like we're fine we don't have to buy anymore you know <laughs> that's more than we usually Tuesday so he had like 1.30 in the afternoon dude. so he'd roll up he'd watch the hell out of some Men in Black uh, Air Force One I think he saw that movie twice but he, he'd just bring him and his wife who was uh, Mai Tai I think was her name and uh, his two bodyguards and that dude ate the hell out of some dots he loved dots <laughs> <laughs> So good. Yeah, uh, she was taught him, and I'd always leave. Like, I'd get to leave, thankfully. Uh, I wouldn't have to stay there for the whole time he was there. But he had this sweet purple limo. And I remember, like, being afraid to approach it. But you'd look in there and just see the swank prince situation he had going on in the sex limo. Oh, dude, so much sex in that limo. But we're going to, speaking uh, of sex in the limo, we're going to leave you with my favorite prince song. Yeah, so prince is going to take us away with uh, his his... His hit, his classic, <laughs> Pussy Control. So I am Nate, and that is... Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do that over again. I'm Nate. I am John. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's our show. And Pussy Control is coming up. Toodles. Nuestra presentación especial comenzará en breve, pero antes un mensaje de nuestros auspiciadores. About a woman you already know No prostitute she But the mayor of your brain Pussy control Are you ready? In a schoolyard, a little girl skipping rope with her friends. A tisket, a tasket, no lunch in her basket, just school books for the fight she would be in. One day, over this hoodie, she got beat for some clothes and a rep. 
With a chin up, she stole it, all your all's molded When I'm rich on your neck, I will step Best step she did to the straight A's Then college, the master degree She hired the heifers that jumped her And made every one of them work for free No, why so? What if my sisters are trifling? They just don't know She said mama didn't tell them what she told me Girl, you need pussy control Are you ready? In her pockets before she got dick in her drawers. If brother didn't have good and plenty of his own in love, pussy never did fall. And this fool named Trick wanna stick her, <laughs> talking more shit than a bit. About how he gonna make pussy a style if she come and sing a lick on his head. Pussy said, Nigga, you crazy if you don't know. Every woman in the world ain't a freak. You can go platinum four times, still couldn't make what I make in a week. So push up on somebody wanna hear that. Cause if somebody here don't wanna know. Better act like you understand when you roll with pussy control. the story i need another piece of your ear i want to hip you all to the reason i'm known as a player of the year cause i met this girl named pussy at the club in a national ball she was rolling for deep three sisters and a weepy eyed white girl driving a haul i pulled up right beside her and my electric top went down i said motherfucker i know your reputation and i'm astounded that you're here i fear you're lonely and you want to know a 12 o'clock straight up nigga that don't give a shit that your pussy control Well I'm that nigga, at least I wanna be But it's gonna be hard as hell To keep my mind off a body that will make every rich man want to sell, sell, sell Can I tell you what I'm thinking that you already know? You need a motherfucker that respects your name Now say it, pussy control Are you ready? And the more this motherfucker is, ladies, make them act like they know you are, was, and always will be pussy control. Are you ready? Hey.